0: to my best friends and engineer podcast (laughs) this is Libby (laughs) this is Lexi oh man we uh we're back better than ever um I hope you guys liked those first three episodes we're now on this is episode four uh starting to go strong
1: yeah we're trying out like a remote little recording so let us know if there are any differences or what you guys prefer (laughs) (laughs) if we should keep doing it in person or like if this works
0: yeah, this is the first time we've recorded not in person, so we're using like a new uh, app thing to try to figure this out. So hopefully it sounds okay, and hopefully we'll get the hang of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we figure out how to upload it. <laughs> so if exactly. you're hearing this, that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So how was your past week, Lexi? I feel like we haven't really been able to catch up.
1: Yeah, so it was super busy. I was on site every day, um, mm-hmm. and then I'll be on site this week as well. So it's kind of like... We got the protocol signed off for that project, so now we can actually run it. Um, so I'll be there at 5 a.m. tomorrow. So Ooh, a I little hectic. I feel like your week was a little more fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I uh, this is going up tomorrow, so it'll be, like, pretty recent when people listen to this. But I just got back from Disney with my family. Um, we went to – I think Florida is Disney World. Um, so we were in or- Orlando. And we were there last Friday – until today. So we were there like a, a week and a day, maybe. Um, nice.
1: Did you do all the parks? Or? We
0: did all the parks. It was so crazy. It was one of those vacations where it was like so fun. But like I'm very glad to be home. And like, you know, in my own space, we went originally because my sister – um, is in competitive cheerleading at the University of Minnesota. So she had her nationals competition. Have you, Lexi, have you ever seen that on TV?
1: I did not, but I saw your Snapchats.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, cool. I think it'll be on ESPN like later. Like I don't think they post it live. Yeah. So it was at the ESPN arena at Disney. I think Disney owns ESPN. Um, But anyway, so we went there originally for that because they had the competition. So that was on Friday and Saturday. Um, And then on Sunday, um, we went golfing. So that was pretty
1: cool. Big golf girl.
0: Big golf girl. (laughs) We went to one of the Disney um, resort courses and played. Um, So that was fun. And then, yeah, the whole week we did parks. So. On Monday we did Hollywood Studios. Tuesday we drank around the world at Epcot. That was quite. Oh, I want to do
1: that so bad.
0: <laughs> we okay. If if you and I ever go, we need to do it in two days because my family and I did it in one day and it was messy by the end of it. Because
1: <laughs> you <laughs> made shirts. Did you did you uh cross off all those countries on your shirts? We did. We made it to Amazing. every country.
0: Yeah. So okay, that's the other thing. The night before we left for this vacation, my mom was like, "Oh my god," she texts me. She's like. I know you have all the supplies to make shirts like I want to make us family shirts for drink around the world can you do That's it so and I was cute. like mom we leave tomorrow and like, I know but I want you to make shirts so the literally the night before we left we stayed up until midnight we started working on these shirts at five thirty. I finished the last shirt at midnight it was like I was like mom I am never doing this ever again if you want me to make shirts for you you need to give me a month notice um, but they ended up being super cute. And, yeah, so on the back, it said Epcot Drink Passport. And then we had all the countries. And instead of, like, check boxes, we had little Mickey heads. Like, an oh, Netflix that's cute. Head. And then we brought a Sharpie, and we colored in every country. Um, nice. How many so, did you make? Yeah. Five, right?
1: Or did how many you make more than No, uh, not- how many shirts?
0: Oh, five. Yeah. Okay. So That's, and there's, that's a good idea. It's 11 countries, so – it, it, it was a good day, day? or did you yeah it took us the whole day <laughs> so funny. it was crazy um that was fun and then on wednesday we were supposed to have a rest today um my mom and sister went to the pool and then since we were there my dad and i ended up going to universal to go to the like harry potter world Ooh, big harry potter girl over here okay. <laughs> so we did that and that was super fun i'm glad we did it but then it kind of sucked because like my dad and I didn't get like a rest day, you know. Yeah. Just kind of like go, 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 um, and then on Thursday we went to Animal Kingdom, and on Friday we went to Magic Kingdom, which is the one with Cinderella's Castle. So oh, cute. I know it was a is a very long week, and then oh my god, while we're at Magic Kingdom, the last day on Friday at night they do fireworks behind the castle at eight pm, and we're literally like watching the fireworks and I get a call from the puppy hotel so we dropped like my dog Elsie and then my parents two dogs off at the puppy hotel for the week because we weren't going to be here and we get a call from the hotel and I was like oh it's in the middle of the fireworks we're at Disney like can I call you back and they were like yes we're amputating your dog's tail (gasps) (gasps) what I know was was it Elsie no, it wasn't Elsie. It was my, oh my mom's dog, Tika. Wait, and what she's, happened? She's this little, she's a Yorkie, Dachshund, Mutt mix. So she's just like a really long, small, scruffy puppy. And I guess they have these, she had a really long tail, like probably a good eight inch long tail. Like it was a ridiculously long tail on this <laughs> dog. And their cages, I think they have like, They had, like, these clear plastic doors or something that, like, you lift up to let the dog out. And they said that they lifted up the cage, and she's, like, very hyper, very energetic. And she, like, ran out of the cage. So they thought she was out, but last minute she, like, went back in. And so when they let go of the door, it fell on her tail.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) And so they, like... How
1: heavy are those doors? I
0: I don't know. (laughs) But they sent us a picture, and it's, like, this huge... Gouge in her tail, you know, and they're like, they're like, we just want to let you know that this happened. We brought her to the vet, like all this stuff. And since she's like so hyper, they thought like it was just a her tail was just cut, whatever. She needed stitches, but then they said they sedated her and her tail, like the end of it, just like was crooked. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I I hope I got
1: that whole stay for free.
0: I know. Right. And so they took an x-ray and it was broken and they called us and they were like, so the, where the tail was cut was like into the bone. So they were afraid it would be infected if they didn't. Ugh. So they were like, we need to amputate your dog's tail. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> I
0: know. So we're like in the middle of a Disney park and I'm like, it's so loud. You know, there's like so many people I'm like trying to get a hold of my parents because we got separated from them. I'm like, they're amputating Tika's tail. So they end up cutting it off. Especially during the fireworks. I know. And the the lady that was on the other end of the vet, she was like, I'm so sorry. You're supposed to be in the happiest place on earth. And we're like calling and telling you we're amputating your dog's tail. That's Um,
1: crazy. Oh, my God. So
0: I know. And so um, her tail, like I said, it was like eight inches long. And then after the amputation, I think it's literally only two inches. Oh, my God. Like, there's, like, nothing left. It's, like, a little nub. Is she okay? We picked her up today. We picked her up today because our flight got in at one fifty a.m. at O'Hare. So we, like, we just got home this morning. And so we go to pick up the dogs. And she's wagging her tail. She's happy than ever.
1: So, Oh my gosh! Well, at least she's okay. That's crazy, though. I want to know how heavy those doors are.
0: I know, and I, I like, I don't know where they stay within that dog place facility, but mm-hmm. I wanted to like try to sneak back there and look, but I yeah. didn't get, I didn't get a yeah. peek. But I know, so we literally grew up. Her tail is shaved. There's stitches oh. on the end.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: That's I so know. Sad.
1: At least she's okay. But that's not crazy. only
0: were we vacationing, but that all that crazy madness happened.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I, one thing that you were nervous about was handing off your projects for a week. How did that go?
0: Oh yeah. Um. So I don't know. I did bring my computer and I had my work phone and stuff on me. I did get a work call in the middle of the trip. Um, and it was funny. Uh, the guy was talking to me on the other end of the line, asking me about something for a project. And I was like, yeah, when I get back to my hotel tonight, I'll have to send it to you, but I'm actually at Disney world right now. And he was like, Oh my God, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. Why did you answer the phone? I was like, I don't know. I couldn't not answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I mean, I think it went okay. I, I did better at the beginning of the week than at the end of the week. Cause by the end of the week, I felt like I was just so tired. Like I didn't want to look at my computer, but at the mm-hmm. end of the week, I was like trying to check emails in the morning before leaving. Um, My, the person that took over my projects, when I first started at the company, he was my mentor and then he got promoted. So now he's my boss. So he kind of was handling them. I think things went okay, but yeah, that was, that was pretty much the first time, like in my work career that I had gone completely on vacation, like not, not like a holiday or like just, you know, a Friday off, like completely for the whole week was gone. So that was definitely weird.
1: Definitely. Hopefully this week isn't too hectic with all your emails that
0: you'll get. I know. know. So we're looking forward to a busy week, but hopefully we can get back into the swing of things and uh, it'll be a good week. Yes, definitely. So do you want to introduce what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast?
1: So we wanted to talk about like dealing with projects in industry, how to start them, how to deal with you know, any issues that arise and just like how to handle them in general. I know that there's a weird transition period from school coming into industry and like handling and working with these projects and people that have been doing this for a while. Mm
0: -hmm. So we kind
1: of just wanted to touch on all of that and kind of also talk about some of our experience, like experiences in school versus our work projects as well.
0: Yeah. And I, and we did ask on the Instagram, um, at my best friends and engineer, if you guys had any questions. So at the end of the episode, we are going to be going over your questions again. If you want to participate in any of our future episodes, make sure you're following us on the Instagram because we usually put up like a poll or a question box, um, before we do an episode, if you want to be involved. Um, so yeah. Okay. So first we wanted to go into starting a new project when you're in the workforce, um Lexi do you want to kind of go over your process yes
1: definitely okay so one thing that whenever I'm given a new project I just want to make sure I have the whole scope all the expected deliverables and all of the expected timelines I usually prefer to do this with a paper trail like I like to send out emails get confirmation that way Um, one thing that I've learned in industry is paper trails are your best friend Mm-hmm. You know, someone they're going to, you know, maybe it's not intentional, but someone's going to say, well, I didn't say this or, you know, I don't know this information. And you e- easily can find that. Um, so that's just one thing that I like to do. I want to also clarify who will be responsible for what aspects. So mm-hmm. I feel like in my role, I work with a lot of different departments, um, like whether it's supply chain production. Um, so sometimes materials need to be ordered and maybe it's not within my scope. Um so I just want to make sure I know who's doing that and who I can reach out to about that. So I like to have all that information up front and just learning like what other departments I need to reach out to in general and how they can help me. Um so yeah, and then I kind of just like to like write out a timeline of what I need to do in like chronological order. Um, because I think a lot of things that I do, it's dependent on a document getting signed off first and then I can move to the next
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, part of it. I feel like with your projects, from what it sounds like, I feel like it's you have so much all at once. <laughs> I feel like you can I don't know, you could talk so much about your project management stuff. I feel like mine's definitely less project management, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear about yours.
0: Yeah. Do you um before I get into mine, do you have any like company Um, guidelines that you do when you do like these new projects, or are you pretty much on your own when it comes to how you want to handle it?
1: Honestly, it varies by site. So one thing, you know, I work with a lot of different sites, so that was a learning curve.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: You know, it's, you have to make sure that you understand the site procedures, because maybe, you know, one department does something at this site, but that same department doesn't do it at the the other site. So I think that is kind of why I like to have everything written, just so I can keep track of what is expected of me at each site so i think that is definitely something that's pretty tough to deal with in the beginning yeah and
0: i feel like if if people are listening to this who are already in their careers they can probably relate to where like how things are done differently at different places or like they might have different protocols that they have to follow within different departments but i feel like if you're listening and you're you haven't entered the workforce yet I feel like it's just something that you have to experience firsthand. You know, we can share our experiences all day long, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all dependent on our companies and our backgrounds and our positions. And like, there's so many different factors that go into like all the things that we each are doing to start a new project.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like one thing, you know, like you mentioned, you're going to learn when you actually do it. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, you can prepare all you want. I think the only way, you actually learn is just doing it, and unfortunately, maybe you'll miss something in the beginning, but you'll yeah, learn and remember it. But I think it's important to ask the correct questions, like and like ask all these questions, like who's doing this, who will prepare this, just getting all the information in the beginning. So that's one thing I've learned to do, just like asking the seemingly most simple and like silly questions, because sometimes you know it's just better to have that information than to assume
0: things. Yeah. I remember, um, I'll go into what I do to start a new project, but real quick, I remember when I first started in my role because um, it is a project management role, so I am handling a lot of uh, the project responsibilities on my own. Like, I, I like to just say in layman terms, I lead the project. And and when I when I say that, I mean that, like, if anybody has any questions about anything, like, engineering related, supply chain related, anything, they come to me to ask the question, that doesn't always mean that I have the answer or that, you know, I know what to tell them. But that usually means that I'm the person that has to go find out that answer. Um, So that's, that's kind of where, you know, a a lot of the asking the simple questions, that's kind of what we're trying to talk about is that like, you might think they're simple and they're stupid, but they're not at the end of the day, and it's probably going to help everybody out in the project when you just ask those questions.
1: So I've actually been working with a project manager, um, and he's based in North Carolina, so I'm in the Chicago Ooh. area. And I, this past week, I had to ask him so many questions, I felt so bad. I was like, "Can we hop on a, on a call?" I was like, "I am annoying him." So and there, so I do work with some project managers, but sometimes like. I I don't know I don't really have this is the first time I'm actually working with a project manager yeah this, which is really nice because he's been so helpful yeah but most of the time it's like kind of figuring it out on your own but I'm like oh. I'm like thank you it's like my little friend I'm like I'm so impressed he's like me too it's like perfect. I'm like okay good at least we're on the same page
0: yeah but, that that's like where I feel like it's different for me is that my company had luckily a lot of things like already laid out a lot of procedures we have this thing that we use um for when we write new proposals and for when we start new projects and it's just we call it our our pm checklist and it's something that was made before i got to the company and it's i think it's literally like 75 lines long on an excel spreadsheet um, with, like, the you know, how on Excel you can do like the interactive check boxes or whatever. Yes, my favorite um, part favorite. of it conditional <laughs> formatting. Yes, um, so we have, um, and we also have like a folder system set up, which is really nice. Um, like, just some examples we have like a correspondence folder where you can, Lexi, like you're saying, save all the paper trail with all the emails. Um, we have like a project administration folder where we save like a lot of the customer invoices. Um, we just have different folders so that way like anybody in the company can go into the one project folder and like go look searching for things. Um, so this project ch- checklist that we use is something that is in all of our folders. Um, if your company doesn't use it, I would maybe recommend making one for yourself. Um, if, if you have no idea how to start and make one, just simply every time you're doing a new project, maybe write down, um, Lexi, kind of how you were saying the chronological order of the things that you're doing. And then maybe you can look back at projects and see trends on things that you're always doing for every project. Um, you can start your own little Excel spreadsheet with the uh, checkboxes just to make sure that you don't forget any of those fine details that when it, there's high stress in a project, it's often really easy to forget those things. Definitely. And then
1: in your experience, do you like start with one project and focus on that? Or do you have like multiple projects you're managing at once?
0: We have, um, in my role, we have multiple at once and we have our main, he's the manager of project managers. um, And he's closer to like the exact level in our org chart um, than, than of course, the project managers are. And he kind of organizes all the projects. Um, We use uh, the software Microsoft project a lot, um, just so he can see like everybody's loading. I think we have like nine or 10 project managers in my Um, department. So everybody has at at, like at once, usually like two to three um, to manage sometimes even more, depending on like their skill or the complexity of the project. Um, And a lot of times they're starting at different points. So it's not like I'm given three projects and they all start on the same day. Sometimes that can happen. um, But a lot of times it's just, you know, over the course of the season. So
1: so that checklist definitely would come in handy, especially when you have like all those things and all those different aspects of those projects.
0: Yeah, it's a lot to, a lot to manage. <laughs> right. And, and that's it's good too. like another another tip I just thought of. If you're starting a new project, whether you're a project manager or not, it's also good to have like a contact list um saved somewhere um if you're if you need multiple people to see it you know that everybody can access so i like to just do like the person's name um if you're working with multiple companies like the the company that they work for or the vendor um or the contractor um their uh email address and then their cell phone number and what role they have on the project so that way like if you're you don't have to be digging through your emails next time you need to like, remember to contact someone. You can just go back to that list for that specific project of like the people that you're working with.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Especially with the vendors, since those are external contacts. Yes. That's definitely something mm-hmm. good to note.
0: Yeah. Any other tips you have for starting a new project when you're in the workforce? Um,
1: let's see. I just asking all those questions, clarifying, getting all the information up front. Um, let's see Mm, starting projects I would say track everything you do as well like Mm -hmm. make a note of everything you do maybe whether it's daily or weekly just so again having that paper trail I I just write everything down honestly that's that was my savior because I'm like okay if you forget something especially one thing actually that I've been experiencing working with I think I have like maybe five different projects right now.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I, I started and I used to be so good at remembering all these little details. And now I'm like, oh, did I send that to that person? And I'm like, I can't believe like, I don't know. I feel they like I always prided bad. myself on like <laughs> being like, like type A and just like remembering everything. I'm like, oh my God, did I send it? So I've been writing everything down, like dates I send things just for myself to keep my sanity. But, yeah. So I would say, honestly, that's the biggest thing. I think that would help you a lot. How about well, you and
0: like not only in the workplace but in school, like don't be afraid to use those gel pens. Like if you yes. need to get, the colors, I, <laughs> all the colors. If you need to get a cute notebook for like every project, like I would say especially because a lot of times STEM industries are like male dominated industries. You are working with all men. Like don't feel intimidated. I feel no shame when I walk into a meeting and I have three different floral notebooks. Mm -hmm. I'm carrying five different colored pens. And anytime we talk about something different, I open to the new notebook because like for me, that's something that also helps is I have a notebook, um, dedicated to each project so that, and you can also like do this on a Google sheet or whatever. I just personally like to write it down physically. Um, that way, I can go back through the notebook and, like you said, Lexi, see what dates I did things, um, who I sent things out to, and I yeah, don't feel it can definitely feel intimidating when you're first starting a new job and you walk into you know a meeting room full of all men, and even if they're nice men, you know, like <laughs> you don't have to be mean or rude, but you know, it's just intimidating nonetheless, even if they are are all nice people. <laughs>
1: definitely yeah and my first so my first job that was based in the East Coast I was on site first day I had a pink floral notebook and I love it it's so cute yeah and it's so funny because I got and they weren't mean comments at all but everyone's like oh I like your notebook Cause was like, yeah so great it was like a, I was like oh maybe and then I was like overthinking it I'm like maybe I shouldn't have gotten it but I'm like no I like it I'm like it's the one thing that the brightest thing in the room right now
0: yeah you gotta show off your personality somehow True. <laughs> so yeah, yeah definitely don't be afraid or ashamed or like you know any, any of that stuff if you need to ask questions ask them you know like I feel like anybody will say that they would rather that you have asked the question even if it's a dumb question than just like sat there silently and then did it wrong you know exactly
1: definitely and buy that pink notebook that's Buy so that Pink thing. Nova. Buy <laughs>
0: those bell pens. We'd love to see it. Okay. Um, have you ever had anything on your projects, like, bad or unplanned? Where um, you don't yeah, know
1: what to do? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I do. Um, so, yeah, I think the, mo- like, the times that I've experienced that is when, you know, it goes back to asking all the questions, making sure everyone has the information. It's just when not all people that are involved in the project are added onto these meetings or kind of know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so that just goes back to making sure that you, you know, when you're given a project, you understand who should be on it, who should have this information. And just kind of, you know, even if you're in these meetings and it's not maybe timely or like maybe it's not too high priority, as long as they still have the information, like, you know, you're not annoying them. If yeah. they're yeah. up to date, that is something that, definitely helps. I know, actually, for this project that I'm working on that I'm on site, one of the departments I'm working with um, said, you know, I appreciated you reaching out back in December about this high priority project that'll come because we needed a a high turnaround for some testing. Yeah. Um, And he was just saying it was just helpful to be in that, you know, to know that this is coming and even if it was two months later. But so that's, you know, that's the worst thing I've experienced just that causes a lot of issues when, not everyone has that information.
0: How I feel you? like you can never like, there is no such thing as over communicating like in the workforce, you know, like sure. over communicating is way better than under communicating. And like, make it's, I like, I always think this like, Oh, I'm, I'm annoying them with all these emails. Like, no, send the emails. Like who cares if you're annoying them? Yeah. It's, it's better to like have the paper trail, you know, have the over communication. Make sure you're copying and ccing everybody on the emails. Like that's yes, way better than just being like timid to or like you know nervous about sending things out. Definitely,
1: it's all about how you word it too. Just like mm-hmm. you know, this is for your information, for your reference. You know, just to let them know they don't need to do you know no right. actions exactly. on their end. But
0: exactly, I you have that. But how about yeah. you?
1: Have you experienced? What are you? You
0: know, oh God.
1: I like, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like some days you get really stressed and I'm like, I
0: feel oh, like God. I have some more stories already. I've, I've been working at my job for two years and the first year was like such a big learning curve. I, there were so many nights where, and it's so funny. I, I told my mentor, I saw him in person a couple weeks ago or not a couple of weeks ago, probably a couple of months ago at this point. And I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of nervous for spring outage season because last spring outage season, I just was crying every day. (laughs) I was so stressed out. And he was like, oh my God, you were? And I was like, yeah, but you couldn't tell, right? He was like, no. I'm like, okay, good, good. (laughs) Um, But like, I would say what sticks out to me the most, like the worst of projects that I've had so far, um, it was last spring outage season, um, which for those who are listening, if you don't know, I work in the power generation industry, so we have um, what we call outage seasons, and that happens in the spring and in the fall time, and that's just when power plants do all their maintenance, so that's when I'm busiest the most. Um, So it was last spring, and this was, you know, last spring was going in, in the very start of my second year of my career at this company. So, you know, I kind of had a year of training under my belt. I kind of was starting to get more projects on my own and, and they really just kind of threw me into it, you know, like everybody's busy, everybody has projects. Um, and so it was, it was my time to step up to the plate. And uh, I, I hadn't really worked too many weekends before this spring outage season. A lot I, I had been lucky, you know. Um, in my first year you know helping other project managers out and whatnot with their projects I really was only having to work normal work hours and I remember I got a call it was for a project in February and for all of our projects that are on site at power plants like not where we are because we um, service power plants all across the United States. so I get a call from this guy he's the the site manager. And I, you know, I always like to answer my calls with these guys, like, hey, how's it going? Like, how's your day been? You know, before we get into the nitty gritty of the work talk, and he's like, and he has super Southern accent, and he's like, ma'am, it's not going well. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? (laughs) And he like, just tells me this list of all this, all these things that go wrong, Like, after I got off the phone with him, I had a call from my boss, and this is on Saturday, and he's like, did you see the emails? And I was like, I'm opening my computer now, and I think it was at, like, noon at that point, so all this stuff had happened Saturday morning, and uh, basically what happened was it was just... Uh, a lot of times when we do these outages, we're just uh, we're just quoting the customer the work that we believe we're going to need to do. And so we opened up the unit and there was a lot of work that we weren't anticipating that was really gonna crap out the schedule. So um, it, it was just kind of a shock that we weren't expecting. So I think in that situation, um you know that's that's kind of a bad work experience that, you know, people were kind of looking towards me as the project lead to kind of figure out what to do. Um, Luckily I had a lot of help from my boss, especially since that was like my first outage season. Um, But yeah, kind of like what you said, Lexi, just inviting everybody onto the meetings that you need to have getting all the right people. Um, You know, a lot of the things that I'm doing, I'm working with our uh, turbine and generator engineering groups. I'm working with our technical service engineers, our site engineers, uh, are some vendors. So just like in that instance, what I did was I put a daily meeting on the calendar. I invited all those people. Um, some people I was able to put in as optional just in case like, you know, some of the higher up management where they maybe nece- didn't necessarily need to listen in on every meeting, but, you know, still just wanted to keep them copied and in the loop. Um, so we conducted weekly or daily meetings, you know, daily meetings with the customer, Lots of emails. Um, I think like the number one thing or tip or advice that I can give to people when something goes bad on a project is just communication. Like make sure everybody knows what's going on. You know, even if you don't have anything new to report, I think just the other person hearing on the other line that your voice, you know, that you're like getting in touch with them is still better than nothing.
1: Definitely. And in that situation on that Saturday, how did you handle that? Did you have to change the schedule and, like, push the timelines? Or were you able to, like, get it within within the timeline? Well,
0: first, uh, my mom and I had plans to go get our nails done. So we had to cancel our appointment. Oh, no. (laughs) I called my mom. She brought over some Culver's cheese curds and a root beer float. (laughs) She put on, in the other room, some Kardashians. And I sat at my desk and I worked. Um, Yeah, no, I mean – pretty much just what happened was the schedule pushed. It, it was a, an outage where we were really only expecting to be there for seven days and it ended up dragging on to be like three months that we were there on site. So, um, you know, it was a schedule push. Uh, I wor- got to learn a lot about how to use Microsoft project um, when I was working on that project because the customer wanted a pretty detailed outline of the timeline and, you know the the schedule of events that were going to happen. Um, you know, just getting in contact with the any of the you know craft labor or, or third party vendors that were on site, and just kind of letting them know the situation, making sure they have availability. So pretty much the first thing I did was just update all parties on what was going on, um, and making sure that all parties had availability to support like the surprises that we had found. Um, And yeah, we just, we just went from there. It was really nerve wracking. I I feel like this, you know, this outage season, I'm hoping I handle some of these surprises a little bit better because I think I was just so unnerved, like, as, you know, my first experience out of college and like leading, you know, all these grown people, (laughs) you know, they're all like looking you know to me to give them answers and I think that was just really intimidating for me so I think that like you know that just comes with time I think like confidence in the workforce comes with time so hopefully this season is better
1: (laughs) yeah hopefully you can get your nails done
0: exactly (laughs) right oh my gosh do you have any um like experiences so far that you can think like wow that went really well or like a project in your mind where everything just went super smoothly um, so
1: I wouldn't say, you know, for this project, it went super smoothly, but it was a really good experience because of my team, so yeah. this is when I was back on the East Coast at that site. Um, you know, I was working with a, a lot of younger individuals mm-hmm. and I loved it. Honestly. And yeah, it was awesome. I didn't expect to be able to work with such young engineers in general, because I feel like you're always, you know, expecting, oh, I'm just going to work with older people who are more experienced. But, um you know, and it's, and they were awesome. They were, you know, such hard workers and just, I, I just absolutely loved the team. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was awesome that we were able to get everything done. Um, like we were working, it was actually a COVID project we were on and the, yeah, the, it was just so many hours and, you know, working on this project that is, you know, has such a big impact because it's a COVID project and you're working with all these young engineers and it's like everyone, you know, thinks you're so inexperienced and everything. But honestly, they were great. I loved the team. So I think that would be my best experience so far. Just, again, it didn't go super smooth just because of the hours and everything that yeah. was, you know, going on. But they were great. Um, and then other than that, in general, like best project experiences, it's basically just when everyone's on the same page. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like to do that communication prior um, so I've gotten some good feedback about that. They're like, oh, thank you so much for reaching out. Or, you know, thank you for, you know, planning this or letting us know. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be my best experiences that I could note. How about you? That
0: is so cool that you did that COVID thing. Like, I feel Yeah, like that was you're awesome. You're going to look back when you're a grandma, you're going to be telling your kids, I work the COVID project. I was activated. looking at the
1: bioreactors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's like, a bioreactor? Yeah. Like in the moment, I'm sure it was so stressful and like long hours, but now can you, I feel like you can probably say looking back that it was a really cool experience. Oh
1: my God. I loved it. It was awesome. It was great, mm-hmm. but the team was awesome. Maybe you are listening to me Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we still keep in touch. So that's awesome. But
0: yeah, no, I feel like it's so good that when you have good project experiences and it just like especially when you're just starting off in your career as like a young professional with an engineering or stem degree it you can feel like this pressure that you like want to prove yourself that you like can play with the big dogs a little bit you know um so no yeah that's awesome
1: so we heard about you needing to change your nail schedule because of projects (laughs) but do you have any good
0: experiences that you want to talk about Yeah. I mean, I, um, like I said, now I've kind of started to been given the responsibility of some more high stakes projects. Um, so I think there's definitely going to be like in the future with this outage season, lots of opportunities to learn. And that's kind of like what I'm trying, I'm trying to like have that mindset going into it. Um, like last spring outage season, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to fail. Like, this is going to be so hard. I have no idea what I'm doing. And, and, so this year I'm kind of trying to like change my mindset to be like, okay, there might still be some things that I don't know, but it's an opportunity for me to learn and like just to become even better within my career. Um, but I will say that this past summer I had a project um, working with some valves and I, I think I was telling you this earlier, but I feel like there are certain components or maybe I was talking about this on the last episode. Anyway, there are certain components within power plants that now that I have been with my company for two years, I'm starting to feel like more and more confident to manage a project with those components. And like valves is one of those. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like I can print out drawing and I can like go down to our shop and I can like physically touch like the parts that are on the drawing. And like, I like to bring again, my colored gel pens, (laughs) I color in the parts and I like, you know, you know, right all over the drawing and say like, this is the relates to this picture in my phone of this part. And like for future reference to go back and just keep learning. And so that project this summer was really awesome. It went so smooth. Like I don't think I'm ever going to have a project like that, that goes so smoothly. I think we only had to replace four parts on six total valves. So that's like pretty good. It was their spare valves. So um, they had just come out of the unit. So I was honestly anticipating that a lot of the parts were going to have to be replaced. Um, a lot of times when we're inspecting anything mechanical, like just, for example, bolts, we have to destructively remove them because they can't come off because they're stuck. And so, like, that's a part we have to replace. But no, for the most part, like, with these valves, they were so good. Like, I don't know. Everything just went so smoothly. And I was so happy to see them leave our shop. And I was like, a little <laughs> proud moment. I was like, wow. that's That project went really well. (laughs) Okay, but I need
1: to know. You keep talking about the pens. What's your favorite color?
0: Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Lately, I've been... So, I've been on this uh, Paper Mate Ink Joy Gel Pen Kick. Um, Those are, like, the clicky ones that, like, are really smooth and bold. I used those in college a lot. But for Christmas, um, everybody in my family knows I love the color pens. I got... The brand Mondo Llama from Target. Um, and they have these like fine point, I think they're called fine point markers, but I use them as pens. Um, I personally always gravitate toward the light blues. <laughs> good <laughs> choice, good cal- choice. It's calming to me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, do you have any uh, colors that you're writing with in your notebooks? Oh, I love purple. You're mostly a black I've- pen, yeah.
1: mm. I like purple because it's kind of, you know, darker. I like Ooh. the dark purple. I think it's the same Papermate, So maybe Paper uh, sponsors. a but.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should yeah. have a segment in the podcast for the Paper pens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I like purple. And honestly, I've been using hot pink, which is kind of crazy because I usually like don't really like to do colors, but.
0: Ooh. Been, See, I feel like
1: I've been getting so stressed with all these projects. So I'm like, okay, color per
0: project. That's like the one thing you can look forward to, I feel yeah, like. Yeah,
1: exactly. The
0: color pen. I have these gel pens that I got from walmart for last semester senior year in college and they kind of like rolled over into using them at work but they were sparkly and so like all my notes were sparkly gel pen notes and you know what people made fun of me but i don't even care yeah as long as it works it worked i could read my notes they were sparkly they made me happy that's all that matters (laughs) oh my goodness um okay anything else we want to touch on for our best and worst work experience so far um I feel like
1: those are it but do we want to talk about maybe like advice that you would tell yourself when starting it kind of aligns with that
0: yeah um yeah do you want to go first or do you want me to go first yeah I think, yeah
1: so you if I first. had to tell myself <laughs> what
0: I said you go first okay
1: <laughs> if I had to uh, tell myself go back to little old Lexi back starting industry I would say reach out early Mm -hmm. um paper trails Mm -hmm. save all the positive feedback you get also and then track everything you do daily again back with the notes but just kind of closing this all out I am a big fan of writing everything out and doing that so
0: I feel like saving the positive things that you do or compliments that you get I need to do better with that personally like I keep telling myself I'm gonna start a folder in my email where I save all the emails I get from people who complimented me on stuff. But I haven't done that yet, but I need to do that because that is such a good tip because in college, you don't think about yearly reviews, but they're a real thing. And when it comes time to brag about yourself, (laughs) like I'm usually just like, I don't know. Like, I think I did my job well,
1: (laughs) you know, I think I did everything. Yeah. I actually had a coworker that I worked with. Um, He, he, like tracked in, tracked everything he did daily. And he literally tracked like the time that he came in. And then that's when I realized, I was like, maybe I should start writing these things down. Yeah. But I was like, that's so impressive. I was like, it was so organized. It was like, literally time in, time out. I was like, dang. I was like, no, nothing is getting past him. It's like, he is prepared.
0: And I feel like that looks good for your boss too. Like if you are ever looking for opportunities for promotion or anything within your company, you can be like, well, you know, just here's an example of like how detail oriented I am. I, I kept a list of all the things that I did for the past year and like not, you know, not everybody does that. Like, I feel like you look better doing that than being like writing on your um, yearly review for the accomplishments you had. Like, oh, I don't know. I, I think I did my job well. Like that probably looks worse, you know. Yeah. So. Um,
1: okay, what would you tell yourself?
0: telling myself just starting off in the industry um yeah so just to keep it short and sweet um paper trail and write everything down i'm with you on that um don't be as intimidated or as afraid um when i first started i didn't i felt like i didn't want to bother people like you know with asking questions i was like oh i'm i'm so sorry but like can you help me out with this um i want to go back and tell myself like don't be sorry people want to help you. (laughs) Like everybody starts somewhere and most people are very reasonable and know that you just graduated college and are just trying your best. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, and stop saying sorry when you have a question to ask.
1: I know I still have to tell myself, I have to learn that I'm working on it slowly, slowly, but surely. I feel like the the sorrys and the pleases and all the emails because I feel like you can say please, you can do it nicely, but if you say it like four times in an email, come on, girl. Like
0: and the exclamation points. Like I feel like it's a woman thing too. I'm always like, I always do two exclamation points, and then before I send the email, I'm like, delete, delete. Like we do not need two exclamation points. We just need a period.
1: And the in the Teams messages, I overthink them so bad. Like I'm like, no one is looking at this more than you know. They're not gonna take a look. I hate my boss will just
0: do k or or, or whatever or yes you know like and I'm always like oh okay I'm so sorry yeah. I'm like oh my god they hate me now which like literally means nothing like my boss probably is just busy and just typed k and sent enter but I'm exactly. sitting there like, oh my god I'm getting fired yeah. <laughs> yeah did I make a map Oh, we could probably do a whole episode just about like the teams messaging and the anxiety that teams. Oh
1: messaging my gosh! People. Yes, <laughs> it's daily. It was so bad in the beginning too, because and I think we're gonna kind of touch on this from one of the questions we wanted to um, like talk about from one of our from our Instagram. But just like transitioning to a new job remote and like not knowing the mannerisms of like the person you're talking to. I think that yeah. kind of messed me up because I'm like, okay, I this just like, are they mad? Is this how they usually talk? So, but we can go into that. Yeah.
0: Like on teams, the light that changes when you're inactive, True. like I will be sitting on my computer still working, but on my cell phone taking a call. And if it goes yellow, I'll be like, Oh my God, they might think I'm not working. And it's like, nobody is looking at your yeah. stupid yellow icon. <laughs> So nobody cares
1: <laughs> so do we want to talk about the differences between work like school projects and work projects oh yeah
0: yeah I I feel like it's so different um, so different and like you can probably bring some good insight about because you graduated right when COVID hit
1: yes so yeah.
0: you could probably talk about too um working in a group setting in school but during COVID times.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was such a weird transition. So yeah, it was like middle of senior year, you know, we're doing senior design and, you know, we're in person. My project, there was some lab aspects, but towards that second semester, we didn't need to be in the lab as much. So thank goodness for that. That was good timing, actually. I can't even imagine like the people that had to be you know in the shop. I think yours was very hands-on too. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how you would even, you know, present that or finish that up. But we- were kind of like designing a facility towards the end of um the project so that was more like theory and like we can actually like do it remotely but yeah that was just such a weird transition I think my group was we the transition was easy just because everyone kind of did their job and did their part um we were presenting I think the presentation was definitely easier because I I mean everyone was going through such a weird time so I feel like they weren't like hindering us with too many questions at the end they're like, oh, yeah they're God, still like, trying good to job you. <laughs> yeah they're like oh good job guys like you're done you know get,
0: yeah. Yeah, get your yeah.
1: degree so I think that kind of helps in that aspect like I'm sure it would have been the presentation would have been a little bit harder and more nerve-wracking if it was in person but yeah it was just a very weird transition luckily we just you know timing was okay that we were able to finish it up remotely but yeah
0: I feel like the, the the difference that I personally think between school projects and um, work projects is just the um how do, how do I say this? Like the it's so much more relaxed in school, I feel like. Like even though you have deadlines and you have like projects to present or you have things to get done with your group if you're doing a group project, like at the end of the day, it's school if you if you don't do it as well as you could have like okay maybe you just get a lower grade or something Mm -hmm. but in the real world it's like you're a lot of times these projects that you're working on you know the company it's it's thousands or millions of dollars on the line you know there's budgets and like timelines and there's people's livelihoods or or bonuses that people are putting on the line for projects you know like the I feel like it's just so much more high stakes than in school.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Like for example, for that project on the East coast, like we were working with validating equipment for these code vaccines. Mm -hmm. So if we don't get it done by a certain day, this batch of vaccine, they just can't produce it, you know? Yeah. And It's the same thing with this project that I'm on right now. It's like, you know, we were so stressed last week, getting this protocol signed off, getting all like, you know, the details finished because production will be running at 5. AM tomorrow. And if, this protocol is not signed off by Friday at 5 p.m., we're just not going to be able to run all those thousands of products, that, you know, product that we want yeah. to make. So, and yes, if, I definitely agree with
0: that. And, like, when, you know, when we were in school, I don't know, if, if you don't want to meet with your group or, like, maybe everybody has too much homework that night, it's, like, okay to push a meeting, you know, like, oh, let's just meet tomorrow night or whatever, and then like in the real world, it's not that way at all. It's like, um, you know, I don't care if you're over your 40 hours or I don't care if it's not standard work hours. Like if this is the time that we can all do it, like, like how you're saying, you have to be there at 5am. Like that's just the way it is. And you have to do it.
1: <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And I think it's more common in the engineering field. Like, I feel like it's just because you are dealing with manufacturing, which some t- some facilities are 24 seven, you know, mm-hmm. with these shifts. But um, yeah, I definitely agree. I think one big difference is that with work, this is, you know, this is all you focus on with school. You have like homework, you have all those other things that you are not focused on that project. And it's just a lot to, you know, a lot of other things going on.
0: Yeah. So I a like lot you to can focus.
1: Yeah. I feel like you can focus a little better and get into more detail with like in industry, obviously. But...
0: Um, do we want to give any tips that we have for like people who are still in school doing a project? Yeah. Um, I uh, I feel so bad because I feel like school was really not that long ago. Um, I graduated in 2019, but I feel like the only thing I can remember is, like, senior year. <laughs> it's, true. Like, it's not even that far. It all blur up it's up it's all blur. all blur. Um, so I can relate things, to, like, for my senior design. So I think some schools might call it, like, a senior thesis maybe or, like, a capstone project. Whatever it is for you, it's um, the project that we had to do our senior year of engineering school. Um, I got lucky. I got placed with um, three other guys that were really awesome group members. Um, I chose my project not based on the project, but based on the professor because I had a really good relationship with the professor I chose, and I knew whatever the project was going to be, like he would be able to help us out with it. So, um, tips that I have for people who are still in school, if you're doing a project, something that I found that works really well, um, and is kind of a double-edged sword was taking meeting minutes. Um, I say it's a double-edged sword because, um, if you're in a male dominated field and you're doing a group project, there's pretty good chance you're going to be placed with, um, all guys as your group members. Um, and that means you're probably going to be the one taking the meeting minutes. <laughs> um, like, I don't know about you, Lexi, but people always in my group projects would be like, oh, Libby, like, can you start uh, the final report? Or like, can you take these notes? Or can you make this table? Or I, I felt like I got a lot of administrative work, you know, like True. from my group members. Yeah. Um, but keeping the meeting minutes is really helpful because then you can see, and we literally just would use like a Google Doc, uh, just keep a running Google Doc, and we would put the date and time of our meeting, what we talked about, what we got done, the action items, who was going to do each thing. And then that way, for the next group project meeting, we revisited those notes, looked at the action items and said, okay, did you get this done? Um, or you know what percentage of... Of the way are you done with this when you think you'll be done with this um, and I, I found that to be really helpful with our senior design especially since it was a year-long project
1: definitely yeah back to the paper trail we love it
0: <laughs> honestly the whole point of this episode is to keep a paper trail of everything you do write
1: everything down
0: <laughs> work personal goals anything always write it down
1: <laughs> yeah i would say okay if i had to give any advice looking back at like work or school projects, I would say, well, this is what I would tell myself. Don't get as mad or as frustrated if someone isn't keeping up with their end. I think, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's, I know it's very easy to get frustrated, but you know, especially graduating with, you know, during COVID, you really realize like, I don't know, it's not as serious, especially coming into the industry. Like you were saying, like it's much more serious in work. I feel like it's just, in school, everyone just is so stressed and, like, I'm not, I don't want to say dramatic, but I guess a little bit dramatic in a the, in the sense. Yeah, so I, I feel
0: like everyone puts pressure on themselves.
1: Yeah, and I feel like, you know, it's very easy to get mad or frustrated with group members. But I think, you know, as long as you have that communication, like, can you finish this? Can you not? You know, working with your professor, like... Hey, we can't get this part of the senior design done or this is, this came up. I think I would tell myself, just chill out a little bit. You know? <laughs> just,
0: like, literally just like, like girl,
1: it's not that serious. Like as long as you do it well, like you finish it, you're going to, you're going to be fine. You don't have to go. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, so crazy with that. So I think that's one thing I would tell myself, stop being so stressed.
0: Yeah. That, just, you know? just relax a little. I think it's yeah. so easy to like get caught up in the moment too and be like, think, have that pressure of being like my job, my future job depends on this. And like, I need to get definitely. this done and we need to get good grades. And we need like, there's just so much in school yeah. that like puts the pressure on.
1: And I'm not saying slack off. That's definitely not what I'm saying. I'm right. just saying, you know, your life could have been a little more <laughs> less stressful. I was like, Oh my gosh. But yeah. that's one thing I would say, honestly. It,
0: isn't it kind of funny how like our tips, like looking back on college really don't have anything to do with the technical aspect of getting an engineering degree. Or like, Definitely, it's all mental. It's, it's like it's all out. mental. It's
1: okay, you can do it. You're gonna do it. But
0: like, I, I looking back in college, I couldn't tell you like what the unless I really looked back and did some research. But just off the top of my head, I really couldn't tell you like the grade I got on the exam in this class on this day or like how this went. I can just remember like the group projects I had, the successes, the failures, the people that I did it with, and that's all we can give advice on. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, anything else we want to talk, touch on for school projects before we get into answering some questions?
1: Mm-hmm. I would say the last thing I want to say about like industry versus school projects is that the expectations and responsibilities are so much more clear and straightforward in a school setting because they feel like you know, you got to do this, finish this by this time, easy. But in industry, it's again, you're learning, oh, this department doesn't isn't responsible. So this goes back to the beginning of the episode, just like, making sure you understand everything that is going on in the project and who's responsible for it. Because I feel like that's just one thing that I, you know, learned. They're like, oh, well, I'm not responsible, responsible for this. And again, it's not intentional. I'm sure people are not like, oh, well, I don't want to take responsibility for this. Right. You know, that's one thing that is a major difference that people I feel like will definitely experience
0: and I think too kind of going off of that like if you have never you know been in the industry before like you know unless you have a uh, internship or whatever you know if you're coming into this uh you know new job right out of college a lot of us really don't know what's going on until we've been there for a year or a couple exactly. months at least. yeah and you know if you have to sit down and get a notebook and every single meeting you go to, you write down everything that everybody says, like just know, you don't look dumb. Like don't feel self-conscious for doing that. Like you're just trying to get a handle of what's going on. You're just trying to understand. Like I I did that when I first started at this job. Like every meeting, it, even if nobody else was taking notes and it had nothing to do with me, I was sitting there writing it down just trying to like co- just to continue to like figure out what was going on. Definitely so awesome. all right
1: well do we want to bring up our two questions we picked out a few we like Libby said we had a little poll so we picked out a few questions that we wanted to talk about
0: yeah um we asked you guys these questions we'll say the the, the username of the person that sent it in and then we'll each try to give like our own little advice some of the things that we talk about we might have already touched on in the episode um so yeah uh, we can get started. Uh, the first question we have was from more true 94. And, um, she asked, um, are you still at your first engineering job about to start my second job? And I'm so nervous about being new. Um, Lexi, I feel like you could probably answer yes, this one that. <laughs> so I kind
1: of touched on it a little bit with like starting my, so I obviously I'm not at my first engineering job. Um, so I'm at my second <laughs> and I started remote for the second one, and it was definitely a very weird transition because, like I mentioned, I was on site um, at my first role. Um, I would say, you know, the one thing I did struggle with was again the mannerisms. I don't know, you've never worked with these people before, yeah. but honestly, the only advice I could give is it takes time. And yeah. it's not, again, you're probably going to overthink a lot of things in the beginning that you shouldn't be overthinking. Um, and just you know being able to ask those questions just understand your role and how they do things I think that would be the biggest um, piece of advice I could give when you start your second role
0: and maybe like I don't know how easy it is um, at different companies or in different industries but maybe if you can try to find like a mentor or somebody who is like also within your group or a similar role that you can kind of like go to ask questions and maybe shadow for a little bit um, just to try to get the hang of the company. But yeah, Lexi, I agree with you the mannerisms and like just getting the vibe of the new work environment that you're going to be. And I feel like is the most tough part. Definitely.
1: So you're obviously still at your first job.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess, I, you know, I've kind of been thinking about like, should I be staying at my job or looking for a different job? I really like my job. I really like the industry, and I really like the people I'm with, um, like, working with. And I know, like, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. So, like, I, I feel like I'd be nervous to get another job. Like, um, I don't know. I feel like it takes courage to get another job. Like, Xy, I don't know how you did it.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. Well, I totally thought I was, you know, I think we touched on this a little bit with, like, my traveling. Yeah. I just really thought I wasn't going to have a job, you know. But right. it was just communication with, like, what. You know, they were going to move me remote eventually, but I I didn't know. I was like, okay, well, I won't have a job (laughs) once this project is done, so better get, you know, looking around. And then I got a really good opportunity. So I'm I'm also really happy here. So I am in the same mindset as you that I'm very happy with my role. So
0: I feel like all of us, when we just graduate college, like one thing that we need to just learn is patience. (laughs) Like things take time. And that has been something that has been really hard for me to adjust to is Not only with just, like, things take time, you know, for you to get experience at your job. Things take time within the processes that you do within your job. Things take time between different departments and getting back to people. Like, just learning patience has been something that I feel like I didn't really, I wasn't really aware of in college. Like, it was just kind of always, like, go, 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 and you know, being in the workforce and, you know, whether that be meeting new people or just like getting the hang of your job, it just takes time.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Which is kind of frustrating because I feel like I always, I don't know. I feel like I'm not a very patient person.
0: Me either. <laughs> but, like I just want things instantaneously. I you know? know. I'm
1: like, just do it.
0: I just want it done.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, Our next question yeah. is from Rihanna J. Um, and she asked, how do you organize a new project? So... We kind of touched on that, but I think one thing that we could talk about here is the tracker that we mentioned in the last episode. Yes, so we put together something that would hopefully help you guys. I know Libby also talked about like her, you know, company's procedures and like that checklist, and like she kind of talked about how to start one of those forms if you don't have that at your company. But we also put together this little project tracker, so hopefully that helps. Um, there's a Google Forms in our Instagram bio that you can submit your email and then you can get all these trackers. So it's the four-year college plan tracker, um, this work industry one, and then a job application tracker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I think that would be a good place to start. And then I think we we talked about a lot of different aspects of how to organize a new project. Do you have anything else to add?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of us – engineer major or STEM ladies or anybody like in this industry, we're in it because we're very detail oriented, you know, like, I feel like you have to be detail oriented to get the degree. Um, You know, like if you're in this industry, you're in it for a reason, you're smart enough to be here. Um, So just stay true to yourself. And, you know, if you have to write things down, two, three, or even five times, don't feel any shame in that just you know, if that's the way that it helps you remember things and like keep track of things, um, you know, try notebooks, uh, try keeping an Excel spreadsheet, or yeah, try looking at our um, our our trackers, uh, because hopefully that can really help you guys out. They're they're formatted really awesome. Lexi did a great job of making them all pink.
1: <laughs> yes, it's like we have to keep it on brand. You can change it yeah, product, obviously, but. And
0: so it's super easy for you guys to get those. All you have to do is um, share our podcast. If you share our podcast on any social media, just take a screenshot um, of you sharing it. And then if you go to the link in our um, Instagram bio, and I think I'll, I'll try to put it in the show notes too, there will be a place on um, the little Google form for you to submit the screenshot. So once we get the screenshot, we'll send you all of them. And, yeah, let us know. Hopefully this helps the, the little tracker. I need Thanks. to use it more too. <laughs>
1: yeah. And if you have any ideas for other trackers, we tried to make one for, you know, each group of people like maybe entering college, in industry, maybe looking, you know, for a job in college. So, I don't know if there's anything else. We were trying to brainstorm, but I feel like that hopefully will help a good amount of people. But... I
0: okay, I think something we should also do, I don't know if we can do this in the future, brainstorming on the fly here. I got a DM the other day of someone asking me how to do a cover letter. Maybe we can do like a cover letter template in the future. Okay,
1: definitely. Yeah, I love, I love job stuff, honestly, in general, just like planning. I I love helping people look for roles and like interview stuff. So yeah.
0: And I feel like it's so, um, if you're still in college and you're trying to go to your like, uh, if you have a like career building or something, um, those places are really awesome to get tips and experience on like interview practice. But I feel like engineering resumes and cover letters are so different from other majors that sure. sometimes like they don't provide the best advice if they don't have that firsthand experience. So yeah, it can be intimidating trying to write like a cover letter and trying to incorporate your technical experience into it.
1: Definitely. Definitely. But hopefully we can help yeah. and we can maybe get some episodes about that in the future. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anything else you want to contribute? I feel like this was a really good episode. Yeah. I think we had
1: everything we wanted to talk about. So.
0: Yeah. I think so. And thanks uh, for sending your
1: questions in. Again, keep looking at our Instagram for – I think we'll we'll try and do this every week. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Well,
0: I think it's fun to get people um, – like into the episode too, like an interactive way for people to join in on the episode. Definitely. So awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, we realized that people have actually been leaving reviews on the podcast. Which is crazy. <laughs> thank you. That makes us so happy. I, I saw love the day. analytics. Oh my God. I know the analytics, the views. Thank you guys for like the first views that you gave us, but Oh my god, the reviews, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, people took time out of their day to like leave a five-star no. review and rating on our podcast. Yeah, so thank let you. It,
1: yeah, let us know what you want to hear about, what how we can improve. Always looking for constructive feedback. So
0: Yeah. And we have some super exciting um guests coming up for the podcast. We're starting I feel like now that we like kind of are getting a few episodes under our belt, we're kind of getting more organized with trying to bring some people on so we have some really exciting prospects i think you guys are going to love the episodes coming up in the next couple months
1: definitely awesome well follow our instagram my best friends and engineer youtube bfe podcast what and else personal TikTok. instagram yeah tiktok okay. My best friends here. An t- yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and then yeah, our personal um socials, mine on Instagram and TikTok is Libby Beyond the Label.
1: Mine is Engineer Lexi.
0: And uh, I think that's that's pretty much all we have for this episode.
1: Yeah. Okay, now we have to try and say the outro <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> same so time out. again.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, catch us weekly on Mondays. Thanks for listening. I'm Libby. I'm Lexi. And, and welcome thanks for listening. Oh, wait. Wait. oh wait we're supposed to say thanks for listening not welcome yeah. i was saying welcome oh <laughs> oh my god okay.
1: all right i'm all all right. Ready, but you start you start
0: we'll try, we'll try this again <laughs> uh, thanks for listening i'm libby i'm lexi and thanks
1: and for, thanks for listening. listening to my best friend my best friend's engineer. an
0: engineer <laughs> we'll get it one of these days practice yeah. looks <laughs> <laughs> perfect